Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard the man. It's that time. We are here for another week, and we're going to hit some listener questions this week. I want to start with one, and I'm not sure if this is going to be an episode all in itself, or we're going to get into two questions, but there's a good email I got from a young man who's in college, and his name is Jake, and he asked, Hey, Tyler, I've been listening to you for over two years now. Jake, thank you for that. And I wanted to say thank you for what you do, because it's obvious you do it out of the joy of helping people. You're absolutely right. I do really love and I love watching people get it. And then more importantly, watching them taste that financial freedom. There's really a big kick out of that that I get. And so I guess I, to some degree, it's a little selfish because I really get a kick out of watching people succeed and knowing that some of the what I do is is goes towards helping them get there. He goes on to say, that being said, I'm 20 years old and I'm going to my junior year at North Carolina State University. And I'd like to know what your best advice would be for someone who wants to begin purchasing multifamily properties as soon as possible after I graduate. So the first question I would have there for Jake is, why do you have to wait till you graduate? I mean, I don't think you have to wait till you graduate. I don't. The fact that you're 20 shouldn't stop you from doing anything. You're old enough to vote. You're old enough to sign a real estate contract. You're old enough to, you're old enough to serve in our military. So go ahead and start now. And that said, rent to students because you know a lot of those, right? So it's a baked-in tenants, but we'll, let's go on there. I'm, I'm uh, majoring in architectural business management and would most likely be in some sort of sales role after college. What would be a good mindset or game plan be for someone in my situation who wants to become a full-time landlord as soon as possible? Thanks again for the content you put out. All right, so first of all, I want to say two thumbs up for having a sales job, and, and here's why. And I used to think that having a sales job was kind of a lower rung of the totem pole. And I started the more I started reading the Robert Kiyosaki's books and a lot of other influencers books about real estate investing and business and success as an entrepreneur, I realized that it's critical to be good at sales. You have to be able to sell your ideas, your thoughts, plans to other people. That's just reality guys. So when I hear people say, and I hear realtors say this a lot, I don't want to be salesy. I don't, I'm not a salesperson. I'm not a real estate salesperson. I'm a real estate consultant. That's a bunch of crap. And if you're sitting there telling yourself, realtors, that you're, I'm not going to get off on tangent on this, but bear with me a second. If you're telling yourself that you're not a, you don't, you're not a salesperson, you're a consultant, that probably means you're going to suck at being a realtor. So Jake, to you, if you're a real estate investor, you got to be good at sales to get sellers on board with accepting your offers to get uh, private capital folks and, you know, other investors, financial friends on board with funding your opportunities, you're going to need to be good at sales to recruit and hire good team members, attorney, CPA, property managers, contractors, on and on and on. Believe it or not, that all takes sales. What society tells us is that the real estate investors, usually that guy with a big fat cigar, kicking back on a golf cart, calling the shots. Well, that's really not how it works, okay? Because you have to get really good at working with people. Okay? You got to get real good at recruiting, real good at working with people. And initially, you may be finding your own tenants, which is going to take <laughs> a lot of patience and a lot of sales. Uh, that said, because you're going to want to get them on board with renting your property uh, at a rate that is profitable for you. All these things take sales, okay? So when you take that first sales job, which, by the way, it could start tomorrow. I wouldn't wait until you graduate college to start a sales job. I think you should get into any type, go into like electronic sales or something like that 
while you're still in college. Work a couple hours a week, work 20 hours a week, whatever. Especially if you got student loans. Boy, if you can, and I'll get into debt in a second, but uh, any extra money you can make right now in college, and I know a lot of folks say, well, I need to focus on my studies, and I agree with all that, but at the end of the day, you should have enough hours in the day to work to some degree during the week, okay? And I think if your work was involved in sales in some way, number one, and I frankly, I'd go so far as to say commission-only sales, feast or famine, because that's going to train you. It's going to force you to get good at this, okay? If you just get a, a regular paycheck or a salary plus, you're never really going to master the art of sales because you don't have to because they're just going to give you something just for showing up, right? Like, like the fat kid that gets the award. So that said, go out and find a commission-only sales position, and the other benefit of this that we might, a lot of you might be overlooking is the fact that most of these, or I shouldn't say most of these, but several of these commission-only sales positions offer, in a lot of cases, really good training, sales training. That's usually either free or greatly discounted. So that's like an extra bonus, right? That's what Robert Kiyosaki did to get started. That's what I did when I got out of the Army. I got really good at sales, and then all of a sudden I started getting really good at putting deals together because I'm good at sales. That doesn't mean being schmarmy or something like that or being some kind of a schmuck. It just means being good at listening, number one, okay? Being good at focusing on what other people are talking about, listening to the situations that they're having, and then solving their problems. That could be a a private money investor. That could be a a, uh, seller. It could mean anything. But that having that that sales job, especially early in life as you are right now, will do nothing but serve you well for the rest of your life. Okay, those that are, are good at sales usually live a pretty decent existence in life because they don't ever have to worry about where their next paycheck's coming from. Because the ability to sell will keep your bank account full all the time. I've never had to worry about making money ever in my life because ever since I got out of the army, besides being a police officer. I've always had to, I've always been in some sort of a sales or management position. That said, I'm really good at it, so I don't have to worry about where my next dollar's coming from. Even when I worked for the government, I still had to do a lot of sales to get my supervisors on board with the ideas that I was coming up with and the things I was thinking and talking about. So that sales job, that first in any sales job, is absolutely critical to your success, okay? Second piece of advice I want to give out of that would be to begin your financial life or your adult life financially free by either getting out of debt if you're already in debt, hope you're not, but maybe you are, and staying out of debt, okay? And I'm not going to go full on Dave Ramsey rant here, but I don't want you to overlook the importance of trying to stay away from the things that will break most Americans. See, we live in a society where it's instant gratification. We want everything tomorrow. We can't wait for it. Look at Amazon. Amazon's so successful because they deliver everything in two days and sometimes one day. And in some places, same day. Because we want something. We buy something. We go through that rush. You get that dopamine hit when you buy something. You want it yesterday. You want it now. You're not willing to wait. you got to have it now. Well, we all suffer from that. Everybody. Nobody escapes that, right? So with that said, think about... uh, how easy it becomes for us to get sucked into debt or irresponsible spending. So get starting out as a young man at 20 years old, and this is something that sucked me in. At 20 years old, I had a brand new Mustang GT convertible because I was in the U.S. Army. And you were, when you're in the Army, they'll finance you for anything. You can go to any car dealership around, walk in and walk out with a car. At least it was back then. That was in 1990. You could literally go, God, I'm old. 
you could go anywhere and finance a car. You could finance. I went in and bought televisions and st- and big stereo speakers and stereos, all this garbage that I, I just totally squandered my paycheck. I mean, I literally was in the Army living paycheck to paycheck, and I had no expenses back then. The Army fed me, gave me a place to live for free. The only thing I had to pay for was my crap and my bar tab. And I still somehow managed to be broke back then because I didn't have the right mindset. So the other benefit, going back to the sales job, is when you're working and studying in school and you're not out goofing off with your friends, well, guess what? You're going to stay out of trouble. And maybe you're not that type of person that would be in trouble in the first place. Uh, Obviously, you're into self-development because if you spent the last two years listening to my show, you obviously have a zeal to learn. You want to succeed in basically telling me when I hear you say that you've listened to the show for the last two years, that tells me you're already way ahead of everybody else. I guarantee you, you're way ahead of everybody in, that you go to college with, including the guy standing up there, or the girl standing up there teaching you. That forty to $70,000 a year employee that's teaching concept or teaching theory, but they've probably never applied it themselves in real life, which is why they're teaching for forty to $70,000 a year. It's, it's sad, but true, Okay. So I would not go, if it were me, I would not go crazy on getting super advanced degrees. I would instead focus my effort on buying assets, okay? And as I said earlier, you can start this right away. You don't have to wait until you're graduated high school or graduated college or or you're married and have kids or save enough money. All these are excuses to keep you poor. The people around you in your sphere will tell you you're too young to buy real estate. That's garbage, my mother had encouraged me to buy real estate when I was in my 20, early 20s. When I, as soon as I got out of the Army, I had my VA or uh, GI Bill. Or not my GI Bill, but my um, VA home loan guarantee. I could have gone out and bought a fourplex back then. It would have been like 80 grand. It's crazy. I got out of the Army in 1992, if that tells you how old I am. But 1992, could you imagine? And I can tell you right now, there's a waterfront house that I looked at at the time, and I was going to buy it and live in it for 80 grand had a mother-in-law apartment, and I was going to live with the mother-in-law and rent the main house. I didn't do it because I wanted to go out and chase girls instead. That house sold for like seven hundred grand a couple of years back. That's just crazy. I mean, that's just absolutely crazy. So I missed that opportunity because I was waiting, 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 waiting. I'll wait till I have a girlfriend, wait till I'm married, wait till I have kids. You know, I come up with all these different excuses of to wait until this happens before that can happen. Don't let people, don't let your mindset suck you into that garbage because that's exactly what it is, garbage. So that said, what's the next step? You want to educate yourself. You want to get closer to being a landlord. You want to get things multifamily under your belt. I'm going to say it again. Read those little purple books until the content becomes crystal clear, okay? Now, if you've been listening to this podcast for two years, the books for you will be easy to digest because you're already ahead of the game because I've already laid the foundation for you to be able to receive the information that Robert and all of his uh, advisors are going to give you. So that said, all of those books, you can go to cashflowguys.com forward slash books. There's a great number of them on there. Uh, but any one of the, the Kiyosaki books, Robert Kiyosaki's books uh, from the Rich Dad series are fantastic for a good foundational basis of education in real estate. That said, you have to understand that everything needs to revolve around lead generation and marketing. Now, earlier you heard me say that sales is, is extremely important. Yes, but here's the thing. Sales is useless. Sales skills are useless if you have, don't have anybody to sell to. Okay, Everything begins. I don't care if you're a brand new investor or you've been doing it for 50 years. Everything revolves around being able to find opportunity, which is something to invest in, 
and capital to do it with. Both of these things originate from lead generation and marketing, and nobody wants to talk about this, and everybody says that's garbage, and I'm just going to take this guru boot camp, and that'll get me that much quick, that much closer. It's a bunch of garbage. Or I'm going to go and click to mail, and I'm going to send you know, yellow letters to every schmoo in town hoping somebody's dumb enough to sell me their house at a massive discount. We, we all know the chances of that happening are slim to none. So let's not get sucked into that. Let's focus on becoming a marketer understand marketing that starts with books like uh com secrets we give you a good foundation for marketing doing that one funnel away challenge okay you gotta get good at marketing because if you can't generate leads dude you're screwed or do that's you you're, you're gonna be in deep doo-doo so here's the deal go to cashflowguys.com forward slash dot com secrets okay cashflowguys.com forward slash dot and that's the word spelled out dot com secrets cashflowguys.com forward slash dot com secrets get the book i believe it's a free plus shipping offer so really it's going to cost you like i don't know six seven dollars to get a copy of the book cashflowguys.com forward slash dot com secrets that's going to help you understand and eventually master the art the fine art of lead generation and once you get that down you're good to go okay the next thing I want to tell you advice-wise is to focus on the first asset. And a lot of folks get all caught up, and I was one of them, got all caught up in I got to have a thousand doors or I'm not cool, right? We all want to look good in the gym and, and the locker room type of thing. And you got all these, these guys running around that their whole self-worth is based on the number of units they have, which is a bunch of garbage. Really, I mean, it's garbage because I know lots of people that have hundreds and sometimes thousands of doors they claim to have, but they only own a small fraction of them. And honestly, they're riddled with debt. They got tons of student loan debt. They're broke. So I don't really care if you got a thousand doors if you're broke. That doesn't that doesn't mean you're rich. That just means you're part of an LLC that owns a bunch of property. So don't get all caught up in that hype. And it, especially being younger, it's easy to get sucked into that. Okay. So focus on that first asset. For me, that first asset would be a multifamily. I would maybe do the house hacking thing or the, or the BRR or the Burr method. Buy a place, live in one unit, rent out the rest. If it were me and then you say, how many doors? I would focus on a fourplex. Why a fourplex, Tyler? Well, that's because a fourplex is the largest asset you can buy and still take advantage of residential financing. And by residential financing, I mean 30-year terms with pretty low interest rates. I mean, they're pretty much giving money away right now. So if you've got halfway decent credit, you can qualify for a loan in a fourplex, okay? If you got a job, you got some income coming in, and if you don't have a job or income coming in, then go get a job and income coming in, and then after 12 months or six months, depending on your mortgage broker, you should be able to get qualified for a mortgage, okay? Even if you did an FHA mortgage, something like that, take advantage of the low interest rates, pull the trigger on a four-unit building, make it profitable. Now, your only focus when you buy this building is to maximize its profitability. That's it, that's your job. Your job is not to go out and get another one. Your first job is to maximize the profitability, make it the most profitable fourplex in your town. And when you've done that, you will learn about tenant acquisition. You'll learn about managing property. You're going to learn about managing managers. You're going to learn about construction. You're going to learn about electric and plumbing and all these different things that it's good to have a background in so you will be better prepared as you scale your portfolio. Okay. Here's the thing. I have the most profitable four-unit building in all of Pinellas County, Florida, probably all anywhere in the state of Florida. I have a little fourplex that generates at the time of this recording, 
it generates over $10,000 a month every month. That's in that's gross, okay? My total expenses for that place are 2500 a month. That's the mortgage, that's the utilities, that's everything. 2500 a month. Well, how do I do that? Well, it's short-term rentals, right? So I've converted the long-term to short-term. Next month, or actually in September, the income will be over $12,000. we are projecting between twelve five and $13,000 a month in gross revenue minus expenses, right? So that's $2,500 in expenses. That means a net, that's a net spendable cash in my pocket of ten grand a month for one fourplex. So think about this. You go out and do that, and this is what I did. I went and bought the first fourplex, and then I bought a couple more, and then I bought a 10 and a 12plex, and I started to grow my portfolio that way. But when I, the minute that I stopped focusing on getting thousands of doors and being a big shot and instead focused on buying profitable properties one at a time, making them profitable, and then moving on to the next one, I realized that I was able to escape the rat race 11 months after I started trying. And I escaped the rat race with the first property because I didn't get into huge debt. My personally, I didn't get into my own debt. You know, I got, I paid off my credit cards, got my, my, you know what together financially and got it going. So that said, if you just do that, anybody listening to this show can get out of the rat race with just a fourplex in just about any market, as long as it's halfway decent or you're willing to make it halfway decent, it's in a good area, and you change how you earn your income, okay? We're going to be talking more about short-term rentals in in coming episodes because it's a great way to make more money. Is it a lot more work? Yeah, of course it is, but with bigger bigger risk or more work becomes bigger reward. So that said, I hope that helps you, okay? But let's, again, the key here is, and the summary of this whole thing is that you've got to keep it simple. Don't get all hung up and trying to keep up with the Joneses. Don't go out and buy that, that Lamborghini when you get your first deal. Don't go out and spend the profits right away. Instead, your job is to be a, the best landlord and the most profitable landlord on your block, in your town, in your city, in your county, in your state. If you do that, you'll be out of the rat race before you even get in the rat race. Okay, does that make sense? Guys, I'm going to wrap it right there. I hope you found value in this episode. If you haven't already, go head over to um, cashflowguys.com forward slash dot com secrets. Get a copy of that book, cashflowguys.com forward slash dot com secrets. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to cashflowguys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.